What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the Apple TV Plus series Defending Jacob and the Hulu television series The Great. But first, let's talk about Defending Jacob. Here's a quick synopsis. Newton high schooler Jacob Barber is accused and put on trial for the murder of one of his classmates, and his parents, Andy and Lori, stand by his side. But doubts soon arise as to whether or not their son is capable of murder. For the most part, I really enjoyed this show. I like the fact that it didn't all come out at once because I think it was one of those shows that you anticipated watching at the end of the week. And one of the main reasons I enjoyed the show is, of course, Chris Evans, who plays the father, Andy Barber. And he is proving he is much more than Captain America. With this and Knives Out, I think in the next few years, we will realize what a good actor Chris Evans is. And he should definitely be up for an Emmy nomination for his performance in Defending Jacob. I think in this show, Evans proves he can be a leading man who isn't an action star because I think if you watch the Marvel movies, you believe that Chris Evans could be the lead of pretty much any action movie. The real question is, could he play a normal guy? And for the most part, Andy Barber is a normal guy and Chris Evans makes him more interesting to watch. I basically checked out this show because of Chris Evans. I was highly anticipating what Chris Evans' career would be like after Captain America and so far, he's living up to the hype that he can be a movie star without a big franchise like Captain America. Again, I think this proves that. I think this proves, this and Knives Out proves that Chris Evans is an interesting actor without playing a superhero. I mean, basically for the last like 15 years, I've seen Chris Evans play a superhero. At first he was the Human Torch, then he was Captain America, and now he's in that spot where he has to adapt and not be Captain America. I mean, he's going to be known as the guy that played Captain America. That's probably going to end up being his biggest role but I think these last few roles he's picked again is proving there's a career outside of that. Interesting to note that a lot of these Marvel actors have had success since Endgame. Chris Hemsworth just had a big movie Extraction on Netflix. Mark Ruffalo has an HBO show that I've really enjoyed and I'm going to do a podcast on soon. I mean Chris Evans has done a lot of good things since Endgame came out. I mean really only Robert Downey Jr. has struggled and that's with Dr. Doolittle that did not have high expectations. I expect Downey Jr. will have some success post Iron Man, but Chris Evans is off to a fantastic start post Captain America, and I can hope he continues on this role. Just think in the past, Evans hasn't gotten enough credit for being a good actor outside of Captain America. He was really great in Scott Pilgrim. He's really great in Snowpiercer. Again, Knives Out, he really shines in that film in a supporting role. I also think without Chris Evans, I would not think as highly of Defending Jacob as I do. His performance really makes this a show worth tuning into. Then you have the lead of the series, Jaden Martell, who portrays Jacob Barber. He has had an impressive resume for a 17-year-old actor. He's in movies like St. Vincent with Melissa McCarthy and Bill Murray, Midnight Special with Michael Shannon and Kirsten Dunst, the two It films that are box office smash hits, and he was also in Knives Out with Chris Evans. For me, Jaden does a pretty good job in this show, staying consistent to who the Jacob character is. I mean, I just don't feel like there's a lot of great characters character growth for a character like this like he's a pretty stable character he's not flashy he's not popular like he's not playing that obnoxious teen character he's playing like a shy kid who's on trial and for what he was given with this show he does a really good job of portraying this character 
I mean, the show is really about what people think of him. Like, I don't think he gets a lot of time to shine. You have actress Michelle Dockery playing his mom, Lori. I mean, she is having quite the moment in 2020. She was in the Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman, which is one of the highest grossing films of 2020. Again, that's not saying a lot because of COVID-19, but still, I really enjoyed her work in The Gentleman. And then she's in this, Defending Jacob, which could not be any more different. And you might also know her from Downton Abbey. I mean, she's had quite a bit of a run here. I feel like her character, Lori, from beginning to end, has the most character growth of anyone in the show. At the beginning of the show, she is 100% on her son's side, and by the end of it, it changes drastically. Like, this trial really affects her the most of any of the family, of any of the barbers. I mean, Evans and Martell play these characters that are pretty stable. They stay the same. They stay keep the same stance on things the entire series. Her character is the one that really goes through something traumatic. And I thought all in all she was she had some impressive moments in the series. I wouldn't call it a great performance, but I thought when she had to bring those dramatic moments, she did a pretty decent job. You also have some pretty good supporting performances in the show. Pablo Schreiber is brilliant as the rival lawyer to Chris Evans's character. You might know him from Law and Order SVU. He was also in the movie First Man with Ryan Gosling. He was really good in that. Again, I really thought he brought it in this series because he was the antagonist to Chris Evans' character. A guy who once looked up to Andy Barber, now on trial against him. And then you have Oscar-winning actor J.K. Simmons, who has some intense moments with Chris Evans. He portrays Andy Barbara's dad, who's in prison. I mean, there are some intense moments between the two. I mean, I love J.K. Simmons ever since Spider-Man. He's fantastic in Whiplash. His moment in La La Land is fantastic. He's a brilliant actor, and he really brings it in this show. I mean, when you talk about supporting actors, there's no one who's better than J.K. Simmons. I would not be surprised if he got an Emmy nomination for his work in the show he does a fantastic accent again he's terrifying to watch on screen brilliant performance from simmons the director of every episode of the show was morton tildum who directed the imitation game one of my favorite movies of all time with benedict cumberbatch and Keira knightley he directed all the episodes and mark bombach wrote the script of unstoppable the great train movie with denzel washington and chris pine he wrote every episode and created the series i just find it fascinating when the same director directs every episode of a tv series the way that morton tiltum did for defending jacob i mean you also had that with sam Asmel with homecoming season one which was brilliant i mean i think this is the way tv series are going you have one director you have maybe one writer the fewer voices you have in the room and the more control one or two people have on a tv series the better quality the show is going to be and i think defending jacob has that high quality because of the two people in charge morton tildum and mark bombach what i liked about the show is that it's part courtroom drama and part thriller i think the show has a difficult premise it's like how far would you go to defend your kid and also what happens when two parents feel differently about their kid maybe andy barber was just in denial but he 100 percent believed jacob while Lori was driven mad i think the show hit a predictable tone week after week until the final episode when it becomes fast-paced and suspenseful i wish more episodes had that feel to it like that last Last episode feels like the outlier of the show. Nothing else in the series is like that last episode. 
it's just like an hour of chaos and all your answers are questioned, but then some of them aren't. Like it's just maddening, but it was in a, it was maddening in a really good and interesting way. Like I thought it felt epic and defending Jacob is based on a novel and they changed the ending and a lot of people were upset by it, but I liked how they didn't give you all the answers. And I also like it when you adapt something, you try to make it your own. I also have to say, Apple TV has done a pretty good job of making television shows so far. I mean, they've made free shows that I've really watched and enjoyed. Dickinson, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, and Defending Jacob. I mean, all three of those shows could not be more different. Defending Jacob is like a thriller. Dickinson is like a dramedy. And then you have Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. That is like a sitcom. Again, free for free on shows that I really enjoyed. I didn't care for the newsroom that much, but even I could see its potential. Like, I've think they've done a pretty good job developing a new streaming service that's giving me quality content. Their formula seems quite simple. Put movie stars in an eight-hour show and just have you watch them. I mean, Chris Evans in Defending Jacob, Haley Steinfeld and Dickinson. I will watch these people for eight to ten hours just because of who they are. And again, it just so happens that they happen to be in quality shows. The Apple TV Plus formula is working. Defending Jacob has a lot going for it. It's got good performances, a great plot. I definitely recommend you check it out. Now let's switch gears and talk about the Hulu television series, The Great, starring Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. This show is about Catherine the Great. Here's a quick synopsis. Catherine is chosen to marry Peter the third, the emperor of Russia, and at first believes it will be a fairy tale romance, but then soon realizes his true nature and incompetence as a leader and plans a coup to become empress of Russia. I was blown away by the show. Like, I came to it because of my love for the actors in it. I absolutely love Elle Fanning, and I love Nicholas Holt. And they both show the different tones of the show. I mean, Elle Fanning gets to shine in these dramatic moments, while Nicholas Holt gets to play the comedic relief as an incompetent tyrant. I mean, what's fascinating about these two is that Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt were both child actors who have both become stars as adults, and they are only getting better. The scenes with the two of them are the best in the show. I mean, again, Elle Fanning gets to be more comedic with her scenes with Holt. And Holt just gets to insult every other character in the show. And he gets away with it because he's Emperor of Russia. And in a weird way, Holt almost makes Peter likable because you almost feel bad for him. He doesn't know how bad he is. He also has to live to the pressure of being as great as his father. Like, he almost reminds me of the character of Logan Roy in Succession. Like, because of his father, Peter thinks he has to be a tyrant, the same way that Logan Roy thinks he has to be the guy who takes over the company and becomes a huge success. Like, the pressure put on these people's fathers who are tyrants. Like, the character of Peter doesn't want to be a tyrant, but he feels like he has to live up to the family legacy. Phoebe Fox, Sasha Dawn, and Sebastian de Souza are all brilliant in supporting roles. Each of their character has their own motive as to why they won 
Anne Catherine to become the Empress of Russia. I mean, Phoebe Fox's character wants to be rich again. Sasha Dawn wants Russia to be different. And Sebastian de Souza's character is in love with Elle Fanning's character. So each character is given their own motives. Like, there's character development for the supporting characters of the show. It's not just a two-hander between Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Other actors are given moments to shine. Then you have the creator and writer of the show, Tony McNamara. He's a brilliant writer. He's coming off the favorite. He continues to turn period dramas upside down. Actors seem to shine with his dialogue. You have Nicholas Holt, who is in the favorite, and he's in the great. You have Elle Fanning from the great. You have Emma Stone from the favorite. You have Rachel Weisz from the favorite. You have Olivia Colman, who won the Oscar because of the favorite. I mean, his dialogue are winning these great actors awards. Nicholas Holt should get an Emmy nom for his work in the great. Elle Fanning should get an Emmy nom for her work in the great. He gets the best out of actors. His work is a great mix of comedy and drama, and he writes brilliant plots as well that keeps you on your toes. You don't feel a sense of where things are going, even when he's writing about these real historical figures like Queen Anne or Catherine the Great. He seems to have a specific tone, which I love with writers. I love guys like Taylor Sheridan, who wrote movies like Wind River, Sicario, and Hell in High Water, and they all feel similar. The same's happening with Tony McNamara. Like, the favorite feels so similar to the great, yet they're different enough where it still feels unique and different. Like, I love writers like that, where you know what the tone of the thing is going to be based on who wrote it. Like, Aaron Sorkin, you know what an Aaron Sorkin movie is going to feel like, even if it's Moneyball or The Social Network. That's what I feel with Tony McNamara's work. Also love about a show like this is I would not care or know this much about Catherine the Great if it weren't for this show. Like, she is such an interesting figure. Like, she's, like, one of the first feminists ever. Like, she's one of the greatest rulers ever, a female leader, and you don't know enough about her. Like, I don't feel like I knew enough about her going into this, and this show plays with that idea. Also, the show knows that it has to entertain me for want to know things about her. Like, if this were a serious drama about Catherine the Great, I'm sorry. I would have zero interest in this show. But because it is fun and funny, I want to know more about this character because of the way that Elle Fanning is playing her. Like, when you watch something like this that's entertaining and fun, like, you want to learn more about this person. If I were forced to learn about her, I wouldn't want to. Also, I was thinking about this. These are great roles for actresses to play these historical figures in these, like, shows that feel weirdly modern. Like, think of the great performances we've gotten. Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great, Haley Steinfeld as Emily Dickinson. They get to be funny and dramatic. I also think of Kirsten Dunst as Mar- Marie Antoinette, like that movie's really good. They're not straight up playing these people. They get to be fun. They get to be dramatic. They get to show why they are the best actresses working today. They get to really shine. I mean, this show really shows how ahead of her time Catherine the Great was. I mean, I've read about her because of the show. She invented the roller coaster. Like, who thought, who would have come up with that? Like, she's such an interesting figure. At the beginning of the show on the title card, it says an occasional true story and I love this element of the show I think it's hilarious it also makes you want to know what is true and what they made up 
The Great is just the perfect satire, and I love this idea of Tony McNamara continuing to satirize royalty. They are It's such a world that we don't know, but sometimes these people get to act obnoxiously. Like, think of Queen Anne in The Favorite with Olivia Colman. That character is obnoxious at times. Emma Stone in The Favorite, Rachel Weisz in The Favorite. Like, these characters get to be obnoxious because of this satirical element that there's just a hint of honesty that's that reigns true like these people probably acted in a similar fashion yes it's over the top i know peter the third wasn't as obnoxious as nicholas holt is playing him as but i also think that there's some true elements to this character like i think that oddly there's some truth to how royal people really act in tony mcnamara's writing like i think royal people acted that way in the favorite i think in the great they kind of acted that way no they weren't as over the top they weren't as in your face but there's some truth in the storytelling which is what i really enjoy like the way this show deals with violence is hilarious and i also think the biggest connection between the great and the favorite is this idea of manipulating royal people like emma stone's character is trying to manipulate queen anne in the favorite to gain something l fanning's character in the great catherine is trying to manipulate nicholas holt's character so that he will either change or she will get rid of him like there's this idea of trying to manipulate the person in power in both of these stories and how easily manipulated both of those characters could be i mean nicholas holt's character will basically listen to anyone who thinks highly of him the same for queen anne she will listen to anyone in the favorite who will give her the time of day Peter in the Great will side with anyone that will help him become popular and remain in power. It's about keeping that power and feeling beloved like his father was. That's what he's chasing. He wants to be beloved. He's already had the rich lifestyle. There's a powerful moment at the end of season one where Elle Fanning's character, Catherine, asks Peter, hey, give me the crown and then you can go back and just drink and do whatever you want. But the reality is Peter doesn't want to do that. He wants to be beloved as a ruler. He wants to live up to that legacy of his father. Does he want to do the hard work? Does he really want to be a great king? Absolutely not. But what he does want is to be beloved and to be ruler of Russia because he wants the glory of it without doing any of the hard work. Like deep down, Peter knows he's not right to be king of Russia, but he cannot give that up because of his family name and he has to prove all of those people wrong he has to prove his mother wrong he has to prove his father wrong and now he has to prove Catherine wrong and prove that he is the proper king of russia I think there's this idea in the show that being a great leader does not mean you are beloved by all. Like, I think Catherine knows that, and Peter doesn't. He thinks there's a moment where he's beloved by all. That makes him a great leader. And Catherine knows, no, there needs to be significant changes for her to be considered a great leader. And I think that's the difference between the two characters. Peter just thinks that if they call him Peter the Great, that means he's great. I think Catherine knows that it's more than just a title. Like, Peter absolutely just wants the title of being called Peter the Great. But what makes Catherine great and why she's called Catherine the Great, because she wasn't really ever even chasing greatness. She was trying to help the society out. She was trying to help out Russia. 
It's not all about her. Where with Peter, it's all about him all the time. The Great is 100% my favorite television show so far this year. I loved everything about it. I love the mix of comedy and drama. I absolutely love the performances of Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. I think it will be a great crime if these two do not get Emmy nominations for their performances. I love Tony McNamara's writing, and season one ended on a cliffhanger, so I hope there is a season two, because I think The Great lives up to its title. I definitely recommend you check out The Great. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, and this week I put the spotlight on the Apple TV Plus series Defending Jacob and the Hulu series The Great. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on two movies a beautiful day in the neighborhood starring tom hanks and the movie emma starring anya taylor joy so tune into that and please rate review and subscribe